It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. The week's end in teen. That's where we're at in the 2023 NFL season. It is week 13. Week 12, well, with the exception of one game, is in the books. Week 13 is upon us. Fantasy playoffs are probably getting close. Uh, High-stakes playoffs are here already. Guys, I know we've had a a couple of barn burners there uh, with with some of our FFPC teams, but it's good to be with you. I'm Joe Dolan. That's Graham Barfield, and that's Tom Brawley. FantasyPoints.com and the Fantasy Points Podcast Network for the Week 13 Market Report Podcast. It was a wild Week 13, uh, excuse me, week 12, maybe the game of the year so far, took place uh, on on Sunday afternoon, and we've had our second coach fired. Uh, I am going to take a wild guess and say Frank Reich is not terribly upset about that. Uh, <laughs> he's going to get paid, and he doesn't have to work for David Tepper anymore. Guys, it's good to be with you. How are you doing this morning? Uh, we're going to quickly go through the Thanksgiving games, I think. I think everybody's had a lot of time to kind of simmer and let those marinate, but how are you all doing? You talk about the Patriots Giants game, game of the year. Is that what? Oh, yeah, that's exactly oh, what yeah. I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. Patriots fans were very happy they missed that field goal at the end of that game. <laughs> yeah. I, I think Bill Simmons weird. was celebrating on Twitter as, as, um, as he should have been because the Giants making that kick, the Giants might have the worst team in football and they have four wins. So, um, you know, that just that just hurts the Giants. Graham, how are you doing this morning? I'm good. Uh, the Giants have the same amount of wins, Joe, as the Chargers do. So there's that. Oh, good morning. Football. Uh, good morning. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, Patriots, man, locked into a top three pick, it seems like now. Yeah, and Sorry good for, for them uh, because they need it. They need yeah. it. Sorry uh, for derailing us already, talking about the Patriots for whatever reason. Well, we'll, wait, we're, 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 we'll probably skip over that game a little yeah, bit later. Should. But uh, Yeah, there's a few uh, games we can skip over here. Let, let's, yeah. start with the, let's start with our recap of the games. Let's start with the Packers and the Lions on Thanksgiving, 29-22. The kind of game, uh, Graham, let's start with you since you were off last week. The kind of game that I think is uh, the – Jordan loves showing enough highs that mm-hmm. there's no doubt the Packers are going to stick with him next year and try to see if they can develop him into a more consistent player. No doubt. You know, this is kind of building, right, with love. Like the last three games, you know, they played the Steelers, they played the Chargers, and there was just kind of glimpses, you know, like he played kind of okay against the Steelers, then everybody plays well against the Chargers. And then last week, uh, yeah, just, you know, tons of clean pockets. The, the second takeaway I have, not just from like love playing well, it's like this Lions pass defense is just completely falling apart. You know, this defense looked like it started out pretty good. Uh, they were kind of up and down throughout the year, but last six, seven weeks, man, they've really started to fall apart, especially the last three weeks. But yeah, man, love, great game. Christian Watson oh took my. him 12 weeks to go 594 and one. He, he finally figured out how to catch the ball and show some ball skills. He looked great. You know, seriously, this is like kind of what we expected from him. And Pretty much the rest of this offense, it was just him and Jaden Reed. Romeo Dobbs had another drop. Um, you know, other than that, man, Love was like nails. Like he was, yeah. he was nails. And I'm with you. I think there's more than enough here to build around him for next year. Yeah, I, f- I flipped and flopped on <laughs> Jordan Love like yeah, four I've, times I've already this season. Myself, like yeah. I, yeah. I thought early in the year, I'm like, ah, oh, there's definitely some glimpses here. And then we went in that flat spot there. You know, on that Monday night game, I remember against the Raiders and uh, the just. And now we're swinging back up here. The sample size is getting a little bigger. Uh, I think he's just probably going to be one of these quarterbacks. It's going to be a little up and down. You have to take the good with the bad. But uh, he's he's really – I come back to his – I mean, we, we we talk about like Derek Carr, who can't 
score points to save his life in the red zone. Um, you know, Romeo, you know, he's, he's completing passes in tight areas down by the red zone, yep. which, which I think was an indication that, you know, there's something to work with here. And uh, it's been all over the place, but maybe this passing game is trending up here in the, at the end of the season, Christian Watson, I, I wrote him up as a player that is back on the radar uh, wide receiver, wide receiver three. I uh, thought it was interesting that they came out first play of the game, uh, yeah. do a little play action and, you know, chuck it deep to him. Uh, a good sign that maybe we have to remember with Watson. I mean, this is a new quarterback. Didn't work at all with him in the preseason. Didn't work with him. You know, it was basically he wasn't practicing early in the year uh, while, while they were healing that hamstring. So maybe he's finally getting the practice reps. Uh, the game reps have been there recently. So maybe Watson's going to have a little surge here in December. So if you held on to him and uh, went through all the bad times here through the first 12 weeks of the season, maybe we'll get some some good games here to, to, to kind of wrap up the season here. And the Lions seem to me, um, I know we were saying this about the Colts earlier, and, uh, well, the Colts were an over team yesterday, and they had a couple of flat spots, but the Lions seem like such a dead nuts over team right now because they can't stop yeah. anybody, and nobody <laughs> can stop them. I love it. We're back to the old Lions, baby. Keep it going. Their offense is good. You know, Goff's played uh, kind of poorly here, a little shaky, giving up some turnovers. Um, yeah. The, it's, oh, their it's offensive great. line just – was a sieve. I don't like what whatever the Packers were doing with their pressure packages. Uh, Goff was really uncomfortable in that game. Still threw for three twenty two though, three thirty two. Yeah, yeah. Goff, Goff was you know Goff has been as billed I think all year. Uh, but yeah, Rashawn Gary gets the three sacks, just absolutely dominates the game. But um, but yeah, man, yeah. This, this line's offense. You know, every single week you're starting Montgomery, Gibbs, and and St. Brown, and you know Laporte. It was good to see him get eight targets in this game. Obviously, a little bit of like a different game script for the Lions. They got down, had the throw, but uh, and you know previous games with Montgomery and Gibbs. A uh, shout out to Jacob Sanderson on Twitter who uh, found these splits. But you know their backs kind of you know obviously big part of the offense then throw to Amon Ra previously Laporta had like five targets in all the games with Montgomery and Gibbs in there he got eight so it was nice to see a little bit of a bump for him uh, I do think his ceiling is like a little lower but yeah uh, wheels up on on really both these offenses and that's feel it feels fun to say that after uh, 12 weeks of some can't, bad offense. can't say that about too worse. many teams around the league no. right now yeah exactly after this week <laughs> Uh, let's go to uh, the the, uh, the 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 Chris. Uh, it's it's Christmas season. We put up our Christmas decorations this week, and a Christmas story. I'm 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 a I'm a Christmas story stan. It's one of the it's one of the love it or hate it movies of the world. I happen to be somebody who loves it. Um, and Scott Farkas of the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys. Boy, will they beat up on weaker opponents, and they will bloody them. Forty five to ten. Uh, they beat the Commanders. The Commanders. They, and I mean, honestly, this game was a game until the start of the fourth quarter. It was 20 to 10. And then the Cowboys get the field goal and then the turnovers and then the pick six and Jack Del Rio lost his job. The Cowboys, Tony Pollard scored in two consecutive games, Tom. And it kind of goes back to what everybody in the fantasy industry has been saying. Like he's got the role and they score points. He's just not part of the scoring it's kind of evened out here the last couple of weeks. Tony Pollard's been a fantasy RB one that the role should indicate he would be. Yeah. It, it, we were kind of waiting for this to happen. It was just was too bizarre. I mean, he scores the two touchdowns in the first game of the season, then just cannot find the end zone to save his life, despite having all these scoring opportunities, but it's, it's bounced back here the last two weeks. Uh, so, I mean, nobody was sitting him anyway, but it's, it's pointing up a little bit. I, I still don't think he looks, 
you know, as good as he did last year, but the role was fantastic. Uh, You know, Rico Dowdles hasn't really, you know, we've been kind of speculating, maybe they'll give somebody some else, you know, somebody else some work in this backfield, but it really hasn't happened. It's been Pollard's backfield. I mean, the biggest difference over the last couple of weeks is that this is just putting the ball in Dak's hands and, uh, you know, throwing to CeeDee Lamb and really going past heavy here. And I wrote up Dak Prescott for this game. And I mean, He's got, I mean, I, I wrote it up before Sunday's games. I, I wrote that he has an outside chance of being the, the QB one. He's got a little bit of work to do now after Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts yeah. went off in that Sunday game. But uh, it's it's in the realm of possibilities. And the schedule is, I think, pretty favorable because, as you said, Joe, they've been blowing out a lot of teams. Uh, they're going to be playing in some competitive games and I think some higher scoring games. Uh, down the stretch here. So I think there's a an outside shot that he could be the QB1 overall, which I don't think many people uh, would have predicted before the season with Mike McCarthy taking over the play calling from Kellen Moore. So Oh, and after uh, like the first six weeks of the season, yeah. by the way, like, yeah. he wasn't doing anything for fantasy. Yeah, Dak was playing like pretty, I don't want to say just like average, but just like fine. Um, but then, yeah, they came out of the bye and just started like, okay, we're going to get rid of this you know run game that really isn't working and just start mm-hmm. chucking it. And Dak is playing at an MVP level. Um, and to your point, Tom, they get the Eagles, Bills, and Dolphins uh, weeks yep. 14 through 16. Uh, and then they get the Lions and for that week 17. High scoring games coming up here. Yeah, your, your Cowboys are looking great. Uh, all right, let's go to, uh, well, excuse me, let's go to the Commanders. I mean, same old there shit here. Same old <laughs> yeah, shit. Same like old. Brian Robinson has kind of a bell cow role. Curtis Samuel just gets it done whenever he has an opportunity. The, the receivers are kind of guys. They're all like number threes for fantasy. And maybe one of them pops off because they throw the ball a ton. Yeah, Samuel's been down here recently. He'll be one of the few, Joe, this waiver wire this week. We we might have like a five-minute show tomorrow. This is like <laughs> the worst waiver wire. It keeps getting worse and worse somehow every week, but Curtis Samuel is one of the guys that's been dropped heavily. Uh, he, he was dealing with a foot, uh, toe injury, whatever it was. Uh, really slowed him down in recent weeks, but uh, we kind of – this was a, a matchup we kind of highlighted. You want to attack the Cowboys through the, the slot here and – uh, they did just that. He, uh, I was uh, a little beaten up here. I, I gave out Christian Watson to have the most receiving yards uh, on our Discord uh, on Thanksgiving Day, and uh, Curtis Samuel nipped him oh. at the end here. Uh, I think Almond Raw actually got him by a yard too. But oh, yeah. uh, Samuel uh, showing a little bit of life here after a, a tough month. He was really struggling through uh, foot injuries. Uh, the 49ers and the Seahawks. I'll, I'll be. An, I'll admit it. Passed out on the couch during this one. Didn't see. Oh, I did. Second half. I was I drove. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was riding home much. with my mom, watching it on the phone, and then I got back, and I'm just like, this this game stinks. I'm, I'm taking a nap here. Yeah, uh, I didn't much. see the pick six. That's like the first thing I don't think I saw. Um, nonetheless, uh, guys, uh, the Seahawks have kind of become just kind of a – they're not playing great right now. I don't know how healthy Geno was in this game. Charbonnet, this is what people were worried about. Um, he got the bell cow roll. It just was against a really difficult defense. And now they've got another one and then another one and then another one <laughs> coming up uh, for, for Charbonnet. Uh, what was your takeaway uh, from that role, Graham? Yeah, they, oh, go ahead. no, no, it's okay. Um, yeah. Charbonnet man just, you know, set up obviously great without Ken Walker. We'll see if they get Walker back this week. It there was seemed... talk that uh, Jordan yeah. Schultz was reporting last yeah. week that he hasn't, 
they, they think he's going to be back for week 13. So it's it not a, seems a like it's a injury. one week. Yeah, it yeah. seems like a one week deal, uh, in which case I kind of expect this to be a, a little more of a committee. It was like 60 40 um, before Walker got hurt. And, and interestingly, they have to play again on Thursday this week. Uh, mm-hmm. Schedule makers did them no favors. They got to turn right back around and play Dallas. Yeah, Gino, man, playing through an injury uh, was was pretty tough to watch. You know, Metcalf got the nine targets. He continues to get targets, but just not a whole lot on them. Uh, this passing offense has just been bust for fantasy. It's been it's been brutal. And you know, now Gino's hurt. He's got Dallas this coming week. Then they got to play the Niners again. Um, then yeah, Philly. This, yeah, <laughs> then Philly. Awesome. Yeah, it's it's a pretty brutal stretch here for these uh, for these Seahawks. And you know, again, we're just waiting on on Ken Walker news. Yeah, this is going to be a nightmare, I think, going down this, you know, yeah. with these tough matchups. I think we're going to have a pretty 50 50 split. I mean, they're going to be low end RB2s. You can just hope that uh, Charbonnet catches three or four passes and you hope Walker scores a touchdown. I mean, uh, I, I, both of these guys could be tough, tough guys to use for fantasy, especially in the fantasy playoffs down the stretch here. Um, on the 49ers side, this is the beauty of what we do, guys. Uh, what do we need to say about the 49ers? This was one of the games where Debo, McCaffrey, and well, Ayuk had the late touchdown, which salvaged his day. They all kind of went off, and George Kittle had, uh, had a bad game. And it, I think it was Debo last week who was the one who had the bad fantasy game. Like, Tom, I mean, you just play your guys at this point. Yeah, the only the only disappointment out of this game that Seattle didn't you know, push them a little bit more. They, yeah. you know, they kind of just hurtled on the ball in the second half. They didn't have to do anything. 209 for Purdy, one touchdown pass. And yeah, I don't know what the numbers are, but he hasn't thrown for one touchdown, you know, one or few touchdown passes very often in his uh, limited starts. So uh, just the fact that Seattle didn't really push them much in this game really kind of held all the numbers down across the board. Uh, as I gave out a George Kittle over his receiving yards and that, that prop really had no chance with the, you know, the 49ers not pushed at all in this game. Let's go to the dolphins and the jets. This game. I was, uh, I had to go pick up some shoes from the cobbler. I had a <laughs> at halftime, uh, the, 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 the two minute sequence. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I was, my phone was blowing up on my way home and I, and, and I'm like, Oh no. And then, and then my mom is like, oh, no, Jets. And I got one from you, Tom, that was Jets gonna jet. And, and Tom, what? who on planet Earth didn't see the Jets collapsing after they didn't make a move for a quarterback coming? Uh, apparently, everybody but the Jets uh, front office. And I, I think uh, Robert Salah even, uh, yeah, I think he even, I, I, I feel some tension there because I don't think he's like totally behind this. I feel like the Zach Wilson stuff's been kind of pushed on him in the last month or so. You, you could tell by just his, some of his interviews and, uh, you know, basically like, I don't know why he's still starting quarterback, but uh, we, we found out why, you know, Tim Boyle, I mean, not much of an improvement here. I don't know why they haven't gone to Trevor Simeon yet. Um, at least he's, uh, you know, had limited success in the NFL and has proven to be at least like a decent backup quarterback. But uh, that sequence at the end of the, the first half, though, was hilarious. I mean, Tua throws the pick six, then he throws another INT. <laughs> so it's like, oh, all of a sudden the Jets have a chance here. They're, you know, one score down, nope. uh, have a chance at a Hail Mary, and then uh, just totally backbreaking the 99-yard uh, interception return for Holland. Uh, just kind of, you know, the, the Jets weren't overcoming a two-score uh, deficits. So that was just a hilarious, uh, the only gift that we got from this, uh, you know, the first black Friday game from uh, Amazon there. <laughs> yeah. I need the, uh, I need that pick six over the curb, your enthusiasm theme. 
Um, <laughs> man, yeah, I, I don't have much from this game to be honest with you. Waddle, hey, Waddle comes back. Yeah, Waddle got, Waddle Call, got you're going. all over that one. Yeah, that good grim. for that. Uh, Tyreek still got his, and Mostert, Mostert, you start him. Uh, I and, and I'm probably starting him even if Achan's back this week until. Achan takes that backfield over, and I don't think he will at this point because, yeah, uh, unfortunately, he now is a guy who had a serious knee injury, aggravated that knee injury after just two touches. Achan's probably a flex, uh, if that going forward, because most hurt of all people is the one who's held up in this backfield. Yeah, I yeah, think that, it was going to be a split yeah. between these two guys anyway. I don't think Achan was ever going to be like a 70% kind of guy in this backfield. I think they want to split it up between him and Mostert and. Uh, they kind of complement each other pretty well. So um, I think that's kind of the plan going forward. It sounded like he may have had a chance to play on su- if they were playing on Sunday, but they had the a little bit quicker turnaround. They they were pl- kind of playing it safe anyway the week before in week 12. It sure didn't like, need him. Yeah, they sure didn't need him. So, uh, so I would expect him back in the mix uh, this week. We'll, we'll follow the practice reports, but I, I think we'll be back to a Mostert HN uh, two-headed backfield here moving forward. Atlanta and New Orleans, it is it is comical at this point. There is not a player in the history of football who has more empty 300-yard passing games than Derek Carr. <laughs> like it, it's 300, They average 6.6 yards per play, 444 yards from scrimmage, no touchdowns, five field goals. Their best fantasy player on the day, Blake Ruby. Ruby. Um, or Chris Olave, who left with a concussion, which obviously needs to be monitored. Uh, I believe this is his second in the NFL, uh, Graham. So we have to monitor Chris Olave. But and also now they don't have wide receivers because yeah, Rashid, Shaheed, he yeah, left his game with a tie so. injury. Thomas is on IR. We got um, Lynn Bow- Bowden uh, sighting yesterday. He was oh uh, baby, yeah punches. we did, yeah <laughs> um, we did. They might be in a really rough spot. They got the Lions this coming week. Um, we'll see on Olave. Obviously, it was good to see him getting you know get going out of the bye before the injury. Him and him and Carr's report like looked the best it had all year. I think that yep. was like obviously one of the things they had to fix. Uh, nine targets, seven for war, one one fourteen. You know, uh, Rashid Shahid also picked up a quad or a thigh injury. Uh, I threw him yeah. on the watch list too. Um. Man, I mean the Falcons just. I mean, what? what I don't know who's say this. This team is five. They're five. They're both five and six, and the NFC South is still up for grabs. Um, I don't know. I don't have too much else on the Saints. I will say Alvin Kamara, no Kendra Miller, uh, rookie running back, missed this game. Uh, strong role. You know, we just again, Taysom Hill is going to get the red zone stuff. He's going to continue to be involved and in, in cap Kamara's ceiling. Yeah, one guy for the same. I mean, we'll touch on this more, Joe, on the waiver wire, but like Jawan Johnson by default might have to be a thing yeah. here for the next week or two if Alave is going to miss a game. And if he get Shahid, dinged up too. Uh, did he? I, I didn't even see that. I, I know uh, he, he was, definitely he, limped off the field at one point. It, he was yeah, uh, around hurt too. 75% snap share. So I, he might might have come Probably back. Probably maybe he came back. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this is this is going to be tough sledding for them. And they, of course, they get a, a the Detroit Lions secondary that we just highlighted earlier that this is a defense you want to attack through the air. And um, they might not have the weapons to do it this week. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just unfortunate for Derek, Derek Carr, who we already know. Uh, we already know is the uh, is the guy who struggles the most um, among uh, uh, among red zone quarterbacks, and now he doesn't have weapons. Like, forget about it. Uh, let's flip on over to Atlanta, where hey, uh, Artie Artie Smith, Desmond Ritter is freaking terrible. I mean, it, this is I cannot believe 
I mean, I guess they're... I guess their thing is like, hey, we built the car, now we just need the driver. And, but the problem is they play in such a bad division and they have enough talent offensively, Graham, that they win enough games where they're not going to be able to get Caleb Williams or Drake May. So does it come down to luring, like, Kirk Cousins? Like, do you really want – is Kirk Cousins the quarterback you want with Bijan? Like. It's so weird because what quarterback are they going to have next year? That's and we know it's not Ritter. We know it's not Heineke. Like, so what are you? What are they going to do with this position? And 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 it hurts their passing game. Really, Bijan's the only guy you can feel great about right now because yeah. at least Arthur Smith has figured out that he has to use him. Yeah, yeah. You made the analogy of it being like a car, and Ritter is like a you know blind driver with like a governator that the speed limit can only go, the car can only go over like twenty miles per hour. I mean, it, it, he hit Bijan on that wheel that's that saved you know Ritter's day and won them the game. But there were two targets where I mean, literally, you could have walked out and just like handed the ball to Bijan on like little like in routes, and and Ritter just couldn't hit him. And it's just, I, I continue to say, the only thing this dude does well is the on time, on schedule RPOs to London. Like that's the only thing he does well, and it's just probably the only thing he's going to continue to do well. Bijan, though, finally uh, yeah. gets the gets the red zone looks, gets the red zone love. Arthur Smith caves to the the toxic group think here, and finally gets Bijan. Back to back games work. now, at least. Maybe we're we're starting to build a sample that he's going to you know stick with Bijan. I'm sure as soon as we start to trust him. He'll turn his back on him, but uh, you know they, they did do this before the first game uh, before the uh, the bye last week. So uh, this is hey. at least back to back games with Bijan being the guy. Artie Smith's got the taste of NFC South victory, Tom. Oh you know, gosh, he's dude. he's got to keep feeding. That, that five and six record is uh, good enough for the top of the NFC hey, South right now. Yep. I'm being facetious, but it, it works, I guess. Uh, all right, let's move on to Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. T bro. Oh. <laughs> Too good. Just too good that they get 400 yards in this yeah. game after never doing it under Mac. You can't first, even write the script. First time since what, 2020? Right? Since the yeah. uh, playoff game against the Browns when they were chasing points all that entire game. So, yeah, the entire Mac Canada tenure. They uh, didn't gain a, have a single game with 400 yards. And I looked, I saw the uh, the passing chart for Kenny Pickett. For the first time all season, he threw was, be, between the numbers and down the field. It was mind-blowing. It, it really, and, and like, there were some legit dimes he threw in that game. Like, oh, the one to Deontay that should that Deontay should have been a touchdown. Yep, that, that, post, one, that might have been the best throw I've ever seen Kenny Pickett. A couple make. of those he threaded to Pat Fryermuth, you know, you know, throwing up over top of the linebacker in the middle of the field. I mean, there was a couple great throws in the mix. So um, so I, the big takeaway we'll, we'll talk about on the waiver wire tomorrow, Joe, is that they unlocked the middle of the field a little bit with Pat Fryermuth. He's been banged up all season, but um, the guy that was uh, ninth or 10th round pick, uh, kind of that high end tight end two, low end tight end one in fantasy drafts this, this summer and just had done nothing to this point, but, uh, he was kind of the big winner out of the, I mean, everybody was talking about George Pickens and Jalen Warren being the, uh, kind of the guys that would be unlocked with the, the, the coordinator change, but it was Pat Fryermuth who'd been non-existent. Now it was the best Best matchup yeah. for fantasy tight ends, so you got to take it with a little bit of a grain of salt. But at least the new coaching staff saw a weakness and tried to exploit it, which is something that Canada hadn't previously done. So that was a that was a, at least a, a positive sign that they attacked Cincinnati's biggest weakness. And Najee Harris, by the way, 
ran his ass off. Yeah. He was running angry. Uh, Jalen Warren lost the fumble, but th- it's it's going to be a split going forward, and both are kind of like RB2s, in my opinion. Yeah. And Deontay yeah. was uh, playing angry, too. You see him on that fumble. <laughs> that oh, fumble. yeah. He, he quit, just man. stood there. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, the drop on the, the touchdown, as you said, on the where he threaded it into him in the end zone. I mean, just half-assing it. If, you know, if he does anything, just to, like, wrap it up and, you know, play it to the whistle. I mean, it's an easy touchdown. So not a not a banner game for Deontay Johnson no. uh, against the Bengals. Steelers are in a good spot, Tom. Seven and four. Cardinals, Patriots, Colts next. It's um, Bengals again. They're going to win 10 games. It's unbelievable. They might win 11 games. (laughs) Honestly, they might. The Steelers, the Steelers are, I mean, well, here's the thing. They had a functional offense yesterday. Yes. And we know their defense is good. So in the AFC, which has with, with Joe Burrow hurt and, you know, some of these quarterbacks just not playing Justin, the bills are on the outside looking in Justin Herbert, as always is on the outside looking in, in the playoffs. And like, they're going to make the playoffs and maybe their defense can steal them one. Um, uh, Graham, the Bengals. I mean, it's Jake Browning. It was, I ever, you downgrade everybody here. Jamar chase had four, four for 81, which you look at and you're like, I'm like, I'm not sitting Jamar chase. Like I'm not going to, you can't, he's too talented. You look at four for 81. You're like, oh, at least I think two big gains off of deflected balls. Yeah. 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 And that the and, one in the first half was like a 30 yarder, maybe 20. It was unbelievable. It's just like the seas parted for him. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was super bizarre. I mean, I, this is a good matchup too. I mean, Pittsburgh, we've been, you know, we've been targeting yep. against them all year. Definitely a concern. I, honestly, I want to downgrade chase, but like, I think everybody kind of already has yeah. just kind of yeah. like, we're already there. I will say he gets another. He gets two really good spots. Like the Bengals, in terms of just secondaries up next, they get Jang- uh, Jaguars and Colts. Mm-hmm. At least we can hang our hat on that. But I mean, I'll go back and rewatch the game later today. I mean, it was it's Jake Browning. It was he was making his first start since the 2019 Rose Bowl. I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised the Bengals were not moving the ball. Yeah. Hey, Graham, uh, you go. called it. You on our uh, we we had to pick up Tanner Hudson for our FFPC team. We had oh, quite a few tight end injuries, and Graham called three for eighteen for Tanner Hudson. It was four for four 18, for 18. So you were hey. way off there. Sample had that touchdown too. I thought I, know, I was geez. screaming. I was like, yes, I was like, oh, yes. I and then yeah, yeah, it was one of the other white stiff tight ends that they have on uh, the roster. <laughs> sick of it. Uh, let's go to let's go to the jet. Those Jags. Jags twenty four. Texans twenty one. I'll tell you what, the great motivator for Trevor Lawrence is Scott posting all his fancy graphs about him on, <laughs> on Twitter because Trevor's played pretty freaking good since then. He had the bad interception. Uh, I don't know if there was a miscommunication with Evan Ingram. It, it seems like he threw it in front of Ingram. Um, when I'm watching six games at once, sometimes it, it's hard to assign blame for an interception. Uh, but Lawrence has played great, and here is the key to this offense. It's not Zay Jones catching the football, Graham. It's Zay Jones merely being out there because Calvin Ridley goes 5 for 89, almost entirely in the third quarter, by the way, um, mm-hmm. after he was goose-egged um, at, at halftime. And Calvin Ridley just, what whatever, I don't know what Press Taylor's deal is, but when Zay Jones is out there, he runs Calvin Ridley on these free access routes, get him across the middle of the field, and he makes plays on those routes. But it's very clear that as long as Zay Jones is in the lineup, Calvin Ridley should be in yours. Yeah, I don't know why these two things are mutually exclusive, Joe. I don't know why they don't move Ridley around and like put him at flanker and you know try to get him some schemed looks when Zay Jones isn't out just, there. It seems to me they can just... to play X. Just yeah, line exactly. up and take the... Take Set- the- 
Yeah, question. sacrifice Tim Jones at X receiver and, and play Ridley out there. But hey, we'll take it. Another great game. These splits are, are real. Um, obviously, we're still dealing with a small game sample size, but like you know, this is now five games where four of them Ridley is, has been really solid. And I think this is kind of what we all expected this offense to be. It's, you know, Calvin really is the one, you know, the one A. Kirk is the one B. Ingram's kind of like the underneath guy. And, and once again, I mean, Zay Jones is just clearing stuff out. He had one for 10. Uh, the, the one note I have on the Jag side is Tank Bixby's like completely gone from this offense. They've got the Ernest Johnson in there. And if you are the other way, are we worried about yeah. ETN at all here? It's yeah. been, snaps he, been did going down. Up, he did pick up he a chest injury. Yeah. He hasn't yeah. looked as explosive as he did at the beginning of the season. I mean, he looked like he was going to be a top five option the rest of the way. And it's been real slow here the last three or you know three games yeah. or so. Snaps have been down. As you said, Dearness Johnson's been more in the mix. And he's given him a little something. So uh, just, I guess, uh, just a little um, something at least watch or uh, something to monitor here. It's it, it looked like he was going to be one of those slam dunk top yeah. running back options, and it's really dried up here recently. Yeah, the run game is bad, man. Like yep. it's been bad all year. We just had the touchdowns to like kind of, as Joe would say, put a deodorant on it. And he got um, stuffed I mean, on last... that one, that that uh, little sweep, that little pitch play that they did to the out. I thought yeah. he was going to get in, and they <laughs> smashed him there. I mean, I don't want to belabor the point too bad, but per- Press Taylor is not not a good play caller. Um, um, but I ETN, will tell man, you for a I fact, it, yeah, Doug Go Peterson ahead. might still be the coach of the Eagles if he had he had followed the owner's orders to fire Press Taylor. It seems it seems like he's loyal to a fault to his guys, but. Um, you know, Jax, hey, we're eight and three. Uh, I know that's yeah, we're talking like the sky's falling. Uh, yeah. Aren't yeah. they the first seed right now? Yes, they uh, are. Chiefs are. No, Chiefs, Chiefs are. Yeah, they have uh, the yeah, Chiefs because they have the tiebreaker. Uh, Jackson, the number two seed, baby. Yeah, you do I mean, not want to come into Duval County in January. I'll tell you. Oh, no, you don't, baby. <laughs> you just don't want to have one. Trevor Lawrence throw three picks against you and then him come out in the second half yeah. and turn into Tom Brady. The Texans would have had the tiebreaker. Uh, they beat yes, the they Jaguars would've. earlier in the season, yeah. so this was like a, it was a pivotal huge game, game in the AFC South. I mean, it would have been a uh, you know dogfight yeah. the rest of the way, but and, now they have two game s- lead and the you know they have a split with the se- season series now. Yeah, I will say the only other thing I'll add to this game is there's a ton of penalties in this game. This game could have been even better. Tank Dell had like a 50-yarder oh. called back. Uh, he had a he had a, a play along the sidelines where it's, I thought it seemed like a catch. He got it seemed like he got both feet down, but they overruled yeah, it. Yeah, that was one of those where they didn't have like a clear angle, you know, yeah. close up angle. But it, I mean, this game was awesome like for fantasy, but it could have it could have really been bananas. Yeah, I I don't know how much more there is to say about CJ Stroud, but holy crap, he now now he's just scrambling around and extending plays and it was not um, part of his game in college, by the way. No, and it hasn't been part of his game, you know, through the first half of the season. Now he's you know adding this little let's extend the what, plays and it's it's wanna, unbelievable. How you good talk about is. a quarterback who's playing with some confidence. His confidence is eleven out of ten right now. Yeah, and he even talks like it in the press yeah. conferences after you know he's he's, he's got awesome. so much confidence. I I love it. I mean, we're we're struggling finding quarterbacks right now but this kid's an absolute stud one thing i want to one thing i want to point out about this game first and foremost you play nico collins and you play tank dell every week like you you just can't they're like they're like debo and iuk obviously different players but like yeah maybe one goes off and the other doesn't but you just got to play them both uh maybe more maybe it's more aj brown and Devontae smith like maybe one goes off the other doesn't but like both can go off you know that's kind of the deal uh the one thing to point out devin singletary and damian pierce split carries in this game but in a pass-heavy game script, it was all Singletary in the pass game. So if you've got that, if you were like, hey, what the heck? 
he ran for 100 plus and then he ran for 18. Well, he also had six for 54 receiving. He was their passing down back. Devin Singletary is the lead back in Houston. 11 snaps yeah. for Pierce, and he got yeah. touches on seven of them. So, yeah. uh, and he got yeah, this... stoned in a couple short yardage situations, man. It, I know Singletary didn't have any you know, big bursts, too, but yeah, I, I think it's it's Jover for uh, Damian Pierce here. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to Tampa and Indy. Um, Zach Moss back involved here for Indy. Um, and Zach Moss is a good player, but Jonathan Taylor, who doesn't get any targets, does still get the two goal line carries. So Jonathan Taylor uh, back on the hammer RB1 radar. And, and sometimes it's good when there's a good matchup and your guy comes through. Michael Pittman had a great matchup. The, the Bucks are banged up in the secondary. No Jamel Dean. Carlton Davis banged up. Um, and uh, Michael Pittman goes 10 for one. I, this was one of those games where I had it in the quad box on Sunday ticket, and it seemed like every time I looked up, Tom, Michael Pittman was doing something. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, that's why we love this offense. It's all Michael Pittman, and you know, Josh Downs is right behind Downs him. He just targets. Yeah, I, I had a Josh Downs awesome. uh, over his receptions prop, and it was he's been like sitting at like a 72% catch rate this season coming into this game. And it's like, he's getting all these damn targets and he's still sitting at four catches, but he, he ended up getting there, but we, that's why we love this offense. It's all filtered through two receivers and a running back. Little bit concerning that Zach Moss was so heavily involved coming out of the bye. I uh, kind of, you know, Taylor had been ascending all the way up until the bye. I, yeah. You know, you know, the, the snaps were completely in his favor the last time out. So uh, at least a small bit of concern, even with uh, the two touchdowns for Jonathan Taylor. But uh, he's still going to get, you know, when he's on the field, he's getting the damn ball. And um, just just a small bit of concern that Zach Moss was so involved coming back out of the bye, though, a little bit. Let's go over to the Buccaneers. And this is a team we don't have to talk too much about. Baker got gimpy in this one. I wonder how much that had to do. With, with things um godwin is like a wide receiver four at this point yeah yeah and yeah. credit to chris weck for kind of calling that one at the beginning of the season he's just like yeah. they're just not going to do the same things with them that they did with brady and and left which those easy targets and it, I, it hasn't it's not just that yeah it's not just that it's just like on a slot anymore it's yeah it's, yeah it's it's they, they don't move him around his role sucks like they don't yeah. give him any downfield tar- like they Mike Evans is great, obviously, but like they just I think Godwin's a well, he's a star too. And they just yeah. have just totally misused him this year. It's pretty disappointing. But yeah, God, yeah, as you said, Joe, he's he's a guy I I'll be benching in spots if I, I had him and I had other options. It's it's just bad right now. It, it, the Bucks are really, I mean, with the exception of like needing Godwin in a spot, or maybe, you know, like like guys like if Kate Otten was out there in the FFPC, we probably would have picked him up, you know, because oh, yeah. <laughs> he's been but like with the exception we were of that, at Tommy Tremble behind yeah, Tanner, Hudson. I, I would have blown a fab load on uh, on Kate Otten there. Yes, <laughs> um, Rashad White. Uh, hey, that knee was just fine in this game. Yeah, he got he got a hundred r- rushing yards in this. Uh, I don't think there was much of a uh, Chase Edmonds got one Rashad. carry. So, uh, yeah, the Buccaneers are just putting a little bit of fear of God into us here on uh, over the weekend, adding him to the injury report. But he had his full role here. No, I wonder no how much of that was the. Uh, Yes, was the, the Burrow uh, and the Bijan, the Bijan, and... uh, Joe Burrow effect. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Which is good, bad. which is what we want. Like, I'll take it. I'd rather have more information than less. So, yes, exactly. I'd rather teams, uh, even if it is Garris a little. Carry. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, he had his full role. So, no, nothing to worry about there. What I was getting at is this is really a two man fantasy team. It's Rashad and Mike Evans, and you play them every week. And, you know, maybe you make a decision on Godwin, and, and that's about it. All right, guys. 
Giants, Patriots, the Giants. DeVito. The Giants are two games out of a playoff spot. <laughs> oh my God. I guess they are technically. Yeah. Um, technically. Yeah. The only, the only thing to go at, go with here is first and foremost, um, this now makes, I, I have to imagine this has never happened before. If it finishes this way, two undrafted free agent quarterback, rookie free agent quarterbacks have more wins than the number one overall pick. Oh my Shannon. god! I didn't realize Whoa. that. Yes, you are yeah. correct. Oh, Tommy man. DeVito Whoa. and Tyson Bajan both have more wins than Bryce Young. We'll get to the Panthers because they fired Frank Reich. Um, they're going on by. By the way, the Giants. I'm, oh, we are going to miss them for fantasy this week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Fentzel. <laughs> you know, sorry, Saquon. Saquon didn't even get home in this game. Hey, they yeah. won a game and he didn't even get there. So uh, uh, yeah, they, not much um, to say there. No, and uh, by the way, Brian Dable non-committal on whether Tyrod Taylor or yeah. um or Definitely Darren Waller either. will be back after the bye. Oh, Waller, okay. Yeah, I I there I, I have to imagine the uh the Giants the, this is not a if they lose out Brian Dable's getting fired situation. I think the Giants will realize that uh things kind of co- they probably overachieved. Well, not they didn't probably overachieve. They definitely overachieved last year and then this year Everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. Brian Dable's not losing his job. I I have to imagine Brian Dable and Joe Shane probably understand that winning as many ball games as they can this year should not be the focus for the New York Giants. So I'm sure Tyrod, hey, if you're ready, maybe we'll put you out there. But, you know. I think uh, they give DeVito another, even if he is, I think they'll just, hey, we don't really want to win. And this kid has been a good story for us. Uh, see if you know, he has a... a- Chance to be a backup long term. Exactly. You know? Yeah, Tyrod's not a long term solution. So yeah. give him more, give him another start at least out of their bye. And then Jalen Hyatt uh, goes for a hundred yards. So I mean, if you need a prayer option at wide receiver, he's at least flash. Oh my God! You know what I just realized? The Giants What's have that? the worst points differential in the NFL at one negative one thirty three. That is unbelievable. And they're four and eight. They're like. Back, you know, they're they're hitting above their their weight again I, I technically i guess you could say like last year they kept winning all those one possession yeah. games and now they have the worst point differential and yeah. they have a better record than da- you know Dable's a good coach, man dable's a good coach like I'll, I'll i'll continue to say this um i don't i don't have too much else here i'm really excited to not write the giants up this week though that's that's <laughs> yeah. a nice present not that there was a lot of writing involved <laughs> with that, but yeah. fair enough fair <laughs> enough um the patriots they ran the ball really well ramondre ramondre was great and i always do marvel you know when a running back can get over 100 yards from scrimmage when the, the offense is non-functional saquon's done it a couple of times this year uh ramondre was great in this game but their quarterback situation is a disaster um and this was ultimately t bro a good loss for the patriots yes it was and i guess we'll just have to wait through i think they're on by this week so we'll we'll have to sit there and wait and wonder for the next two weeks who belichick will name as the starting quarterback after leaving us all in the dark all week last week um it's it's gonna make a huge difference for week 14 so we'll be we'll be waiting for that but uh, the one guy, Demario Douglas. I think. Oh no, they do play the Chargers this week. Yeah, they play the Chargers. I, they play the Chargers week. this week. So, of course, Demario Douglas has flashed a little bit, but he picks up a head injury. Yeah, we'll see if he's able to play. Uh, he's more of a waiver wire guy anyway. But uh, Chargers. I mean, they actually get a good matchup, and uh, we'll see if he's able to go. I don't. I guess we'll we'll have to turn to Devonte Parker as the uh, the go to receiver if uh, Demario Douglas can't play this week. 
Uh, let's move on to the next game yes. where Frank Wright got fired. Tennessee and Carolina. Again, there's not a lot here uh, for fantasy. I'm Mike Renner just posted a clip. I don't know if you guys saw this play. Bryce Young rolling out to his right. He throws the ball. I think it's Jonathan Mingo. Uh, if Mingo is 15. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> Mingo like jumps in the air, contorts his body sideways to try to catch the ball. And he goes out of bounds rather than staying on his feet. I have no idea what this play is. It might be the funniest thing I've seen on an on an NFL field this year, and Frank Wright got fired because. Oh of my God! I just pulled it up on. Rimmers I'm going to send that it to you guys cool. in. All right, thank in you. Our, uh, I'm going to have to crap. put it in the links for the the. Uh, <laughs> That's even worse. Did you guys see that? What what killed the game for them? They called a fourth and six screen behind the line oh, of scrimmage to no. DJ Chark. I think that's what did it for Reich. I mean that that was the well, one of the worst play calls I've seen in my life. A coach who just had no answers. They have no players. They have no talent. You know, like Paul Kelly was telling me, he's like on on air. He's like, when they're not getting the ball to their best player, Adam Thielen. And I said to Paul, I said, Paul, I'm not calling you out because I love Paul. I don't call him out. But listen to what you just said. <laughs> their yeah. best player, Adam Thielen. All right, Dude, Adam Thielen's had a very good year. Had a very good <laughs> year, no doubt about it. Adam Thielen cannot be an offense's best player in the year 2023. Shouldn't it? Wouldn't have been in 2022 or 2021. So. Yeah, it, it's it's just a disaster. Um, yeah. yeah, the the first series of the game, uh, you know, whenever Miles Sanders has a negative eight yard run on a pitch play on a third and one play, I was like, oh, this is uh, looks like it's going to be another long day for the Panthers in this one. <laughs> yeah, the, this offense, I mean, just for the rest of the season, they're going to try to get something out of Bryce Young. Um, what do you what do you guys think? Do you think they go back to just funneling Thielen? Because I think they tried to get Mingo and Chark going in this game. Obviously. Mingo led them in receiving, and he just had that hilarious target. Uh, I don't know what the heck's going on there. Um, I, I think they would be better served trying to get Mingo going. I mean, yeah. try to get something just building you, for next year. But yeah. I, I, I don't right, know I'll, what you do at this point. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what. Downgrade. Um, and here is the report. Um. Uh, let me see. I saw the report from I th- it might have been from Jordan Schultz. Let me let me confirm this because it's kind of salacious. Um, the report was that uh, the, the, per Mike K. Mike K. So it, it definitely um, legitimate. Uh, you cover the Eagles. He covers the Panthers. Multiple Panthers players found out that Frank Reich was fired through social media. Yeah, that's yeah it sounds like. And, and I mean, the, so so yeah. that tells me no. Was Frank Reich the answer? No, but he sure as hell wasn't the question. Well, I mean, he didn't get his quarterback. Didn't he want Stroud, right? Like, he wanted Stroud that's and the, Kepler wanted Bryce. Those are always, those are always so hard. To... Oh, he had I mean, they, he, they were, he had they every were quarterback in Indianapolis Stroud. fit his build. Like, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, it's better off for Frank Reich. Uh, he can go get a, a nice cushy tech. assistant cushy assistant coach gig because he's got two full-time gigs paying him now go be a quarterbacks coach with uh he and sirianni are boys nick sirianni the oh there's he um, he's gonna be uh he'll be like a, a you know on the, the eagle staff Offensive for the playoff run he'll be go. a he'll be uh like a what do they call the the uh you know a general, consultant you know, a consultant yeah. for Offensive the playoff run consultant or assistant yeah he'll be scouting teams uh leading up to the playoffs yeah, he'll be like holy crap this is what nfl players look like <laughs> he probably forgets at this point um titans there's nothing i mean yeah it's there henry, look, henry has a boom game that they were favored and Derrick Henry perfect went off. spot for him. And he, yep. he proved to us that he still does exist. So good on you, Derrick Henry. Uh, you came through in the perfect spot. 
I uh, would not be banking on this moving forward, though. They have, uh, they'll be playing. Uh, yeah, this is one of the five worst teams in the league right now, and yeah. they'll be playing from behind most weeks. So, uh, yeah, even, even with a perfect script, it was kind of like pulling teeth. It was, uh, you know, he got the two touchdowns, but still did not break any he had an 18 yard run but nothing real notable otherwise so yeah that's the only note i had on henry man they get colts dolphins texans seahawks texans and jags to close out the year you know uh, henry is the same player he's always been extremely game script dependent when they're favored and looks like they're gonna smash he smashes and when they're Mm -hmm. dogs it's sketchy and i mean back half of the season i don't think they'll be favored no, and this is like a perfect guy if you still have trades to try to move him off a two touchdown performance. Uh, one other note: Hopkins' snaps were way down. He was he was behind uh, Westbrook, Akine, Chris Moore. Hmm. Uh, He's been banged up all year. Yeah, that's exactly. So they're not really playing for anything. So that would be a concern with Hopkins. Uh, that you know they could not shut him down, but limit his uh, his his snaps moving forward in December here. Uh, let's go to the Rams and the Cardinals. And this is just one game where every time I looked up at the screen, I was kicking myself in the ass um, because I got cute with Kyron Williams in a couple of leagues. And oh, no, you don't know. Oh, I, played, no. I played Puka over him in a league and um, with Cooper Cup dinged up. And, well, they tried the limited snaps. Um, he wasn't letting them. I mean, Royce Freeman got 13 carries. Of well, they had such a big lead that they were able to limit. Yeah. Snaps. Yeah, um, I think that was just, it. <laughs> yeah. uh, Tyron, Tyron, way, way up. He's probably going to be the cover boy of the uh, of the, the market report because Start him. I don't know how many how many guys you'd rather have. Stafford goes for four touchdowns. John had- John posted this on Twitter. Uh, John always John always manages to post takes that get him dunked on immediately. You know, he posts that Jalen Hurts <laughs> – <laughs> it's an unenjoyable football player to watch right now, and he has the best half of his career. Uh, but then he also posted one that I think everybody agrees with. I've got nothing against Tyler Higby, the person, but I hate him in fantasy football. And I think <laughs> Tyler oh, my God. That was unbelievable. Yeah, Co- Cooper Cup, Nakua have these great spots, and then Higby gets the two scores. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what to say. I mean, Stafford throws it 33 times. Nakua gets eight. Cup gets five. And Cup got dinged Cup, up again. Cup got he's, dinged on the first, yeah, first drive. It was the first drive he got dinged up. So. Yeah, yeah it, it, he's not himself. Start Kyron, um, and then the the receivers. It's hard to sit Puka and Cooper. It is. It is. It's just, um, this this obviously has happened now for multiple weeks, and you can't you know you can't count on them the way you thought you were going to be able to. Uh, moving on over to Arizona, James Connor is in a timeshare now. Um, all the uh, Michael Carter. Mm-hmm. Is in there getting, I mean, yeah, this is one of the, it was, this game was so lopsided. I mean, he hasn't had the passing game role at all this season. And this is always a concern with the Cardinals. Like they could be playing from way behind and and they go in the hurry up or whatever. And Connor is off the field. So uh, 42% snap share for him this game. So um, probably about as worse as, you know, as bad as it's been for him this season. Uh, But yeah, this is. Yeah, it's this has been rough. If he's not going to score a touchdown, uh, he's not going to come through for fantasy right now. Uh, let's move to Cleveland and Denver. Cleveland, Dorian Thompson Rob, Robinson leaves with a concussion. Um, that was a uh, nasty I, hit. That was and, brutal. And Joku yeah. leads them in targets again. PJ Walker comes in and doesn't really do anything. Um, uh, Cooper yep. picked up an injury, something to watch. Yeah, there, Cooper picked up an injury. Um, yeah. This if Joku leads really him useful. in targets again, Joe, and he drops two more passes again. He dropped yeah. a touchdown. I mean, he's and, uh, 
most importantly for the Cleveland Browns, Miles Garrett was in a sling after the game. Yeah, his shoulder might be messed up. He was at the end of the game. He was like not even really trying to rush the quarterback. So yeah, uh, something to watch for Browns. Um, I think he said he. I felt something pop or I heard something yeah. pop, and yeah, that's not good. I I, I was like because I didn't realize it had happened. I'm like. Rams are four and a half point favorites. What the heck? Because they're playing the Browns, and yeah, the the Garrett. I, there's some serious concern that he's not. There's they don't. They might not have Denzel Ward in that game too. Ward's dealing with an injury yep. too. So Browns defense. You know, I've been rocking yep. with him in a bunch of fantasy yep. leagues. Just something to monitor with with Garrett and Ward's injuries. Uh, I would imagine. I would imagine we'll see PJ Walker this coming week. VTR uh, is in concussion uh, protocol, right? Joe, uh, Joe, Joe. Let's. Are you sure it won't be Joe Flacco? Let's go. <laughs> Let's oh, go, maybe. Joe. Oh, I think it no. might be. I mean, yeah. they brought what they, right. that was two weeks ago. They brought him in, so he's yeah. had some time to. I, I, they, I don't think they want to go with PJ Walker moving forward. So I would, I would actually, if I was putting odds on it, I bet Joe Flacco starts for him this week. Wow. Uh, let's go to the Broncos and look. They needed Russell Wilson to manage the game. He has. No, nobody's going to sit here and say Russ has been great this year, but he's obviously been better than he was last year, taking care of the football. They obviously saw something with the Browns defense with Russ running. He had 11 rush attempts, including like a little zone read at the at the goal line where he took it in for a touchdown. Chavante picked up a neck injury early in that game, came back um, and barely top 10 fantasy points. P. Ryan uh, had the goal line rushing touchdown when Javante was getting checked for that yep. injury. Um, they, they have kind of a, that three-man backfield. They love P. Ryan and hurry up. It's hard to really trust anybody on this team, and Jerry Judy's dead. <laughs> and Jerry Judy's dead. Yeah, man, it's it's ooh, it is bad. I know. I was, uh, of course, you know, they finally get inside the five. Know. You know, Javante. Javante picks up a minor, minor injury, and it's P. Ryan walking it in. I, I don't have much. Sutton gets six targets. You know, you got a you know explosive over the middle. That's really yeah, this, it, man. They're basically running a light version of what they were doing in Seattle. Like, yeah. Russ, run around a little bit, check it down. He's he's leading the. I put in our game, my game hub last week. He's leading the league in check down rate. Uh, just you know, dumping it down to his running backs well, or whoever. Was, this was the big question for Russ. Is like, yeah, yeah. This was the big question for us. Is like, can he? You know, when he gets those two high safety looks, is he going to continue to try to jam it in, or will he actually check it down? And this mm-hmm. year, he's checked it down. He's not had any turnovers. He's playing well. I mean. You know, that's all you can ask for at this point. Uh, let's go to the Chiefs and the Raiders. And guys, here's here's the main takeaway from this game, because we, we say the same things about both of these teams every week. The Chiefs finally got Rasheed Rice unlocked, and we've been predicting yeah. it's going to happen. Tom, I don't know if he's waiver wire still. No, um, no, no. He should no, be. We I, should we should write him up. Uh, yeah, he's, he's an up guy. Like, they fight. He's the first Chief wide receiver to clear 85 yards this year um Woo! <laughs> they with did Patrick it. Mahomes at quarterback that should be impossible um it's criminal <laughs> yeah and look I know Mahomes hasn't been Mahomes Mahomes but like that's partially because in large part because the receivers are bottom of the barrel in the NFL um and Rasheed Rice and T- Travis Kelsey got the ball in this game Isaiah Pacheco got the ball in this game there you go guys there's your Chiefs offense for fantasy football yeah yep We'll see on McKinnon. Uh, Jerick McKinnon picked up a groin injury, missed the game. That's why Pacheco finally got like some consistency out of his, his passing role. He took an 11, 11 yard loss in the first play of the game. He still gets five for 34, obviously two, uh, two touchdowns. Uh, Mahomes let him score. Um, but yeah, Rasheed Rice to me is the, the big story here. There was a report before the game. Diana Rossini has been awesome this year mm-hmm. with her reporting. She was saying that, you know, Andy Reid admitted to the team they had to pick it up. 
uh, they did some self scouting. You know, they they were like, we gotta we gotta get some of these younger wide wideouts on the field and and look, look what happens. You get Rasheed Rice on the field. He even had a couple drops in this game. He had two drops and he still goes for eight for one hundred seven and one. He is awesome. Like Rice is awesome after the catch. Uh, I'll, we'll go back and see what the data crew says with in terms of route share, but this is just yeah, that's I mean, what I wonder. He was sixty-seven percent of the snaps, increase. so yeah. it was eh, probably still a little thinner than we'd want, but it was definitely at that's least a, season a small high uptick. Sixty-seven yeah, percent's a season high. Yeah, it's, a, it's an uptick of some sort. We loved just let's go, just let him yeah. out there, let him be a full-time player. Let's not rotate in these other scrubs and let, let's go. Rice is yeah. you one of the few playmakers you have at wide receiver. Let him go. Let him play, Andy. Let's do it. Justin Watson might have been one of those players. You you were like, he's I need a receiver, and I picked him up. At least he got a touchdown, but he had only three targets. Um, uh, yeah, I'm it not seems like that still. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think he's going to be. I know that was a little bit of a discussion last week, but yeah, I, he, he's, he's not a thing. no. Yeah. Devontae Adams, I'm pretty sure went for like five for seventy three on the first two drives of this game, and then didn't catch yeah. the rest of the way. It's been like that with him, man. Like he's been fine. I'm fine. Definitely yeah, it's nowhere like the close. To initial what you've game paid, plan but, is throw him yeah. the ball, and then they are like, "Oh, what should we do now with Devontae here the rest yeah. of the game?" Yeah, and Jacoby Myers um, gets a touchdown. Myers has been really frustrating uh, with with O'Connell because like there's times where I'm like, oh, you just drop him, and then he scores the touchdown. He's been objectively a good football player this year. Uh, he's just, oh, yeah, he yeah. made a couple highlight yeah. real catches in that game. <laughs> Oh my, the Patriots would freaking <laughs> bend over backwards to get Jacoby Myers back in that, that, uh, that team. But, um, yeah, I mean, the only, the only thing I wanted to note, um, even in a game, it's 31 to 17. They obviously got up 14 to nothing. Uh, they came out and ran the ball at Josh They're Jacobs. Still- and that was something Antonio Pierce, uh, before the game was saying, look, we got to get back to running the ball again. We'll see what the, the run rate metrics look like, but Jacobs just massive, massive workload again. And he finally ripped off a long run his first yeah. Or sec- I, actually, I think it was a second round of 20 or more yards this year. Let's move on to Buffalo and Philadelphia. This one was wild. Um, on, yeah. Um, Jalen Hurts played probably the worst half of football of his career. Um, I, and, you know, the play calling was uninspired, but ultimately, you know, the quarterback's got to make plays. And then he played a flawless half in overtime. And he was awesome in the second half in overtime. They finally decided to run the ball with DeAndre Swift, the the Kenny Gainwell stuff. Kenny Gainwell Joe, what's is up like, with that. Like that uh, first they, half was just bizarre. Lo- like they love him in pass pro. Um, and then the fumble. I actually think uh, Tom. I don't know if you one. saw the ball. I thought that was Hertz's fault. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was too much of a delay there, and then you stick yeah, it in it the gut like and that. And Gainwell saw rightfully. You know, of course. You know, I, hey, look, I'm Mr. Anti Kenny Gainwell because, but they they trust him in pass pro, and on that play. I think Gainwell was right. He was picking up a pass protection assignment and Hertz had no idea what he was seeing. I don't know what the heck they put in Hertz's smelling salts in, in, in at halftime because he was incredible in the second half. That play to Zacchaeus. Um, that was an unbelievable throw. I, like, I, I have no idea how he got that ball there. <laughs> he was, was phenomenal. Uh, DeAndre Swift is, is so explosive, and I understand they don't want to give DeAndre Swift 20 carries a game. I get that. Um, but just just a phenomenal second half from Hertz, Devontae Smith, AJ Brown. That, that is, uh, yeah, look, that's what I'm gonna ask Eagles. you, Joe. Is there any reason to be a, a little bit concerned with uh, AJ Brown here? It's been real slow the last couple of weeks. I still, have, he got I, the I, touchdown last week to, uh, to to save us here this week. I mean, uh, but it's been a little slow with uh, Goddard off the field. I know it's like the, the the splits were. I still think the splits are noisy. 
Devontae mm-hmm. Smith is kind of their guy without without Goddard, and I don't understand why. Um, but I think that that is what it is. But I think it's also when you have two of these great receivers, one of them every now and again is going to bomb. And the De- Devontae well, Smith bombed a couple of times early yep. in the year, and now AJ's has. Yeah, I mean, so, so in terms of like schematically, like two weeks ago, the Chiefs ran two high safeties on like 75% of the Eagles snaps. We'll see again, we'll see what the data looks like, but I, I would imagine, you know, bills are a, a big too high team yeah. in general. And, you know, when you, when you play too high, they're just basically bracketing Brown and Smith is already kind of like the intermediate, like over the middle guy. To me, that's, that's where the splits lie with, with Smith. Um, even going back to last year, I mean, he's been awesome for fantasy without Dallas Goddard, just like consistently eight or nine targets, uh, obviously gets the, you know, big plays, in this game, uh, Goddard is not going to play this week, but he's pushing to play, I think, in week 14. It seems like legitimate. Yeah. Well, they didn't put him on IR. So, like, yeah. that tells you all you need to know that what maybe he exactly was the injured. Do we ever get like a broken deep? forearm or like it was a broken uh, and he's going to be back? Holy or a boy. fracture. It might there, not have been like a full he break. A yeah, he, he might have had like a hairline fracture. Okay. You can, you know, yeah. Because that's can, what I thought. It was like a broken arm. I'm like, how isn't he on IR with a broken? So, it, yeah, you're right. It must be. He might have just cracked the bone or yeah. something. You know, I gotcha. I'm not really sure. Yeah. So uh, let's uh, let's move over to the Bills. Um, I don't know what else Josh Allen. Look, like, he threw the, the pick. That was a, that was actually a great play by James Bradbury. He just totally read that. But I mean, you want to talk yeah, about that was a trap one man. coverage, as they were saying on the yeah. uh, the broadcast there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the, that was that that was before Romo said the Eagles should trot out Stefan Diggs and fake the field goal. Was that before he said? I that? didn't hear that part. <laughs> what? Romo is unlistenable, dude. He will he will talk any big situation. No, nah, he's talking right over that sucker. Yeah, br- br- bring bring me Eam back. Bring Phil Simms back. <laughs> yes. Bring Eam back. Bring uh, back. Yeah, J- Jim, we talked about it. <laughs> oh, thanks, Phil. <laughs> um, no, Josh Allen was a one-man show in this game. Um, McDermott, you know, Ugh. like people, I understand like, the twenty seconds left and one timeout. How many times? Oh, and they seen... wasted the timeout before the goddamn kick too. Yeah, so they would have had two timeouts. Really I couldn't believe when really they called the play. Ice so you're going to ice a kicker on a fifty-nine yard kick? Oh yeah. Uh, he's not nervous enough already on a 59 yard kick this extra time to <laughs> think about it. And you know, like get the hell out. That was complete debacle at the end of that game. You have the, Josh uh, Allen. How many times, by the way, didn't you just see the game against the Cowboys a couple weeks ago when the Cowboys had a similar situation, except needed a touchdown. And on the first play, they threw it down the field and the Eagles got a pass interference penalty. That yeah. might be all you need. Yeah. Yep. I know. And just throw the ball down the yeah. damn field. Like, Sean, McD- Sean McDermott, man. I mean, he, he's got to be on his last legs. I, I, you know, he's, he's made his scapegoats now with two coaches and Leslie Frazier and Ken Dorsey. Mm-hmm. His game management is bad. I'll say like, yeah, he's a good defensive coach, but that's his the game thing. Like, I still think bad. he's like, a, a, you know, one of the upper echelon type of coaches, but yeah, his game management Dude, has he, gotten so bad here. No, last... he's a really good defensive yeah. coach given all their injuries they've had this year. Like this team still competes his ass off, but as a yeah. coach, like as a head coach, yeah. He it, needs somebody over. in his yeah, ear, over. man. Yep. Yeah, he's like he's like good Brandon Staley. He's like yeah. Brandon Staley. <laughs> yeah. He's got good qualities that Brandon Staley doesn't have, but his bad qualities are similar. Uh, even down to the quarterback, like who can win a game by himself. And Josh Allen's better than Justin Herbert. So yeah. I mean, Josh Allen outplayed Jalen Hurts unquestionably in this game, and they still found a way to lose. Um, yeah, just absolutely bizarre. Hey, real quick, we got to talk Gabe Davis uh, out of hey, nowhere. <laughs> 
out of nowhere, dude. He, just cash he, cash your best ball tickets with Gabe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think that's that's it. I mean, they get San Fran and Dallas next. Um, yeah, you won't be the score. Gabe. So yeah, the Gabe had the chance to win the you know, the game winning score at the end. He, you I think know, he, he might have ran the wrong route because he, no, no, he did. His, he slammed his helmet yeah, down. Was, and it seemed like was it was his fault. On the, the side I think too. he had. I think he had an option. Yes, and, and now the thing the was he, he beat the corner. So like there was really no wrong option except I. I I'm, there was I'm no safety in the middle of the field though. Right. I'm yeah. guaranteed your the coach to go where there's more. The, yeah, the easier right. throw Way is easier going down the field instead of. So if the quarterback is sideline, sideline like it, a yeah. defender, so you're adding yeah. another element in there. So yeah, he, he that was my read on the situation. The receiver should be coached. Now he probably got ex- you know heat of the moment. He's a pro athlete. No, he probably no, got so excited he beat the corner and he's like. I got the game-winning touchdown. He didn't even realize there was no safety over the middle, and that—that that, I mean, that would have been like running under a punt. Yep. Yeah. If yeah, he ran, yeah. if he ran that, so just and those, you know what? Like th- th- those are players. Like I don't look. I've heard some things about McDermott. The guys a con- control freak. You know, guys afraid to make a mistake. You know, maybe you're a little tense in the in the crunch time, and you know, and and Gabe's been one of those guys who's made a mistake. I bet you James Cook. Was a uh, a little scared. He wasn't going to get his playing time after he dropped that that wheel route. Yep. You know, like. <laughs> yep. By the way, James Cook looks really good. That eagle run defense he's looked like, good all he's, year. He's awesome. James Cook <laughs> is think, awesome, man. So explosive. Just, I, I don't get it. The usage yeah. for him all season. The Eagles' run it, defense was amazing in this game until, and this is smart coaching by Joe Brady, by the way. What the Eagles picked up multiple defensive tackle injuries, and then on that last drive for the Bills. Uh, to tie the game, or actually, was it? It was the drive to go ahead uh, when they went ahead 31 28. They just ran the ball down the field because yep. Jordan Davis has been playing 90 snaps and, you know, Jalen yeah. Carter's being, mm-hmm. you know, and that was smart. And, you know, Zach Cunningham, the, run, the linebacker for the Eagles, was out. That was good coaching by by Joe Brady because they hadn't run the ball all game. Yeah. Um, but Xavier picks up a couple big chunk plays there at the end there too. Yeah. It, was, it was smart. Yeah. Joe Brady. I mean, for what it's worth, I think Brady's definitely been a little better than, than Dorsey. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, he's, I think he's done pretty well here. The first two games. We'll see if yeah. it continues, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it's small sample size, but he's, he's definitely been a little better for sure. Yeah. So, um, and they get James cook. You just play James cook. He's so good. Um, but yeah, this is a tough matchup against the Eagles, but then when, when the Eagles lost some guys, they ran the ball effectively, uh, Baltimore and the chargers. Um, how many times, like, like I understand, like the Chargers have no wide receivers right how now. How many times have we seen this game? How many times have we seen the Chargers play this exact game? Turnovers, shoot yourself in the foot with penalties, throw every pass to Keenan Allen. Yeah, <laughs> Give every I mean, just... they have nobody else to throw to, which yep. is not good considering you know one of their guys is a first round pick, and it's over. It is over for Quentin Johnston, man. At least this year, uh, Austin Eckler. I, I mean, he, he kind of looks dust. Joe, I looked into this, and I, I yeah. don't want to be negative. Like I'm not a negative guy, but the missed tackles force numbers are so bad for him this year. Going into this week, he was 48th in missed tackles force per carry among 51 backs. Only Zeke and Latavius Murray were worse. I mean, it's it's bad. Man. Wow. Uh, the high ankle injury obviously robbed him. You know, high ankle injuries. Edwin's been all over this for years. They're a bitch. They, you know, they'll rob you of your explosiveness all year. But for Eckler, it's. It's rough, man. I mean, you're just you're just praying he scores a touchdown at this point. Um, it's kind of you know. been he's you know as he's declined here, they their woes inside the red zone have you know really become more evident. And yeah. you know he that was kind of his thing the last couple of years. He finishes down by the goal line, and 
all of a sudden he's not scoring and they have no offense inside the five yards. They, 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 this off, this offense is just, I mean, it's really just Keenan over the middle. How do we hit Keenan? And then, I mean, they just have nothing to stretch the field. You know, Palmer, I think, is a good route runner. His ball skills are not not great. But I think, I mean, he gets open at least. They they have nothing on yeah. the boundary. It's, I mean, it's it's bad, man. This is going to be really hard to watch for such a great quarterback like Herbert. I don't want to take anything away from him. But, you know, they've got some really good matchups coming up here. Patriots, Broncos, Raiders. And I just, you know, they don't have anything else besides Keenan. I would be so much more excited about Herbert in this offense. But, you know, Quentin Johnston, man, I mean, I – you know, you guys, we've been doing this for long enough. How how many rookie receivers that go turn this early around. that look this bad turn it around? Like, I'm trying to think. Devontae yeah. Adams. Well, Adams was better in his rookie. Yeah, he yeah, was, yeah, he was he better. Like but he, was, he, he just yeah. yeah, he just he dropped a ton of passes his rookie year, if I remember correctly. Yeah. But yeah, not many. It's, I not yeah. off the top of my head here right now. Yeah, it's 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 bad. It's, bad. it's really um, bad. Man. Uh, real quick on the other side, Ravens side, Isaiah likely gets the four for 40. Um, they didn't have to throw too much in this game just because yeah. Kohler didn't even get a target. So it's, yeah. Likely. Yeah, it's likely. Yeah, it'll be likely. Um, you know, Flowers gets the touchdown. But once again, Beckham is you know involved. You know, this is kind of a it's a one A one B type of situation here without Andrews, I think. Um, you know, 73, 23 snaps for uh, likely over Kohler. So that was kind of That's in good. line with what we saw earlier in the season and the, the games where he well, that, in, in week at least give likely week. some juice at the end of the year here. Yeah. And I, he showed well with those targets too. He made a couple good plays on them. So uh, he should, his role should continue to grow here. So if you used your fab on them, I think you have a potential to have like a low end tight end one the rest of the season. So, uh, uh, yeah. Keaton Mitchell, by the way, was excellent in this game. Yeah, Gus, you know what Gus is. Gus needs to score a touchdown. And when yep. they're down by the goal line, he often gets those opportunities. And and Keaton, Keaton Mitchell is the guy I'd rather have in general, though. Yeah, they gave Justice Hill a carry early in that on that first drive that they had down by the end zone. So that's we he don't want to be seeing that if again. we're what's that? Yeah. It, no, Justice Hill got five carries again. Like yeah. this is still kind of a three man committee. It's mm-hmm. and it's Keaton's by far the best of them, by the way. Oh yeah, that dude is he's awesome. Yeah, yeah I don't know if he's ever one, gonna get a full time role, but like he's so explosive. <laughs> he had that one outside outside zone run where he just like kind of weaved yeah, through the defense and he, and he showed angles. off his speed. Uh, he, uh, fun stat uh, before we get out of here, boys. Uh, Justice Hill has sixty six carries and two hundred ninety yards this year. Okay. Keith Mitchell has twenty nine for two sixty nine. He's got twenty fewer <laughs> yards on like fifty forty five fewer carries. Yeah. Um, that that yeah. obviously means they should give him the ball thirty times a game because he'd gain three hundred yards. There you go. simple analytics guys um (laughs) all right t bro graham this has been the week 13 market report podcast tom and i'll be with you tomorrow we'll talk through the waiver wire for about 10 minutes so you know maybe something will happen in tonight's game that'll that'll uh increase i doubt it uh at this point but um guys it's been fun being with you here on the market report podcast i'm joe that's tom that's graham Follow us on Twitter at FG underscore Dolan at Graham Barfield at Tom Brawley. Make sure to like, subscribe to the podcast, review it. Uh, We like all that stuff. I hope everybody's enjoyed it. Come check us out at fantasypoints.com. Use code GRIFFIC25 to get 25% off already a massively discounted package. One of our staffers won $20,000 last last, uh, night. Trey, Uh, big shout out to Trey who's been yep. playing DFS for half a season, which means, so it means what it means to me is he doesn't overthink it. And he's just like, Oh, that sounds good. Doot, 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 yep. doot, and won $20,000 just listening to uh, the live stream, doing the cashing points live stream. So, um, Hey, if he can do it, 
Maybe I can one day. <laughs> so, uh, guys, it, it was awesome. Uh, thanks for joining us for the Market Report podcast. Check the article up, out, out at fantasypoints.com. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at fantasypoints.com.